Good day. I'm Bob Penley, speaking to you from IBM's Field System Center in Poughkeepsie, where, beginning today, we'll be demonstrating this 5370 Model 155 to our customers. One way we can show them how well this machine performs, what kind of throughput they can expect, is to run some of their actual data processing job streams. Then, have them compare these timings against timings on their present system. That's exactly what we plan to show you today. But first, let's take a look at the System 370. The Model 155 can be working on as many as 15 different jobs simultaneously under its operating system multi-program. Some jobs will be processed in a few seconds, others a few minutes. At the start of the demonstration run, however, the CPU is going to be pretty busy because we have loaded into the system a typical user job stream, a mix of 25 user jobs, programs, and data, consisting, for example, of Fortran, COBOL, and assembler jobs, along with a tape sort. As the CPU completes each job, it will log the time it started and finished on our console printer. At times in the job stream, that wait light will start to flicker, indicating that the CPU can handle more work. We could, if we wanted, start entering more jobs, but today we'll just let this job stream run all the way through, some seven miles from here. You should understand that to run the entire job stream would take longer than the very few minutes we have in this segment of the announcement program. So right now, we'll let the job stream run and return near the end. Now we are in the final minute of the Model 155's run of the job stream. I've already faced the results of the earlier run on the System 360 Model 50. There's the end of the run. Now, let's check the console printer for the timings on each job and for the entire 25 jobs. Now let's find these same jobs on the Model 50. Here's our coil. We had a start time of 20.22 and 42 seconds. Now, on the Model 50, we started at 17 minutes and 5 seconds after midnight. Once limited to mainframe monsters, the hard disk has become a desirable addition for PC owners. Early disc platters shrank to 12, 5 and a quarter, and now 3 and a half inches in diameter, small enough to fit completely on a single PC board. It's the first hard disk drive subsystem that's been designed to be installed and used by the end, by the end user. Uh, by that I mean up until now, disk drives have been manufactured for the systems manufacturers who then go to a technical installation to put that subsystem into their Paradoxically, as computer parts become smaller, users have come to expect concurrently better performance and cheaper prices. But the trend toward smaller formats doesn't always exclude multiple standards. Uh, I think there'll be multiple standards, as has been the history with Winchester disk drives. There are still many Winchester disk drives that have 14-inch uh, media and 8-inch media, and they constantly increase the performance and capacity of those disk drives. A 5-and-a-quarter-inch in recent years has, has become 100-megabyte, uh, 200-megabyte drives that have been announced, and some of them being... Just a jar of some sort. This is, a, this is an internally mounted unit. Uh, 
Joel, you have a, a, I guess, an add-on box now. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, this is a Masterflight 6060. Contained within it is our two 30-megabyte hard disk subsystems, a 60-megabyte tape backup system. We also have built-in power direction to control access to all your peripherals, a lock and key to control access to your hard disks. Macintosh owners are raving about the hyperdrive, an internal hard disk for the Macintosh that increases its speed by a factor of three, boosts its storage by 10 to 20 megabytes, and enables it to run a number of programs simultaneously. That's a tremendously easy sell. Uh, there's no question about it. It's an incredibly popular unit. We probably sell at least one hyperdrive for every Macintosh that we sell here. We'll talk more about hard disk drives here in the studio in just a minute. First of all, there's another alternative to the hard disk, a rather incredible invention called the Bernoulli box. We took a look at the Bernoulli box at the recent Comdex show in Las Vegas. Now, if it worked with all numbers, we would all be math majors, right? Because this is really easy. But there are a lot of other math tricks, a lot of them. And I'm going to show you one more in a minute. But here's what I wanted to, to tell you. Um, I have actually had students try this before, and whether you do this or not is up to you, but it's kind of fun to experiment with it or to try it, and that's this. Um, once somebody learns how to do this, even if they don't understand why it works, but they just know the two little steps, very often I've had students go up later today to someone they know, family member, friend, classmate, somebody, and they walk up and they hand them a piece of paper and a pen or pencil, and they say this, and if you do this, this is what I want you to say. You say, I want you to choose a number that is two digits and ends in five, and you square it on paper, and I'll do it in my head, and we'll see who finishes faster. So in other words, you're trying to show off your great math ability, okay? So the person looks at you, and I've had people even do this with family members who knew they were bad at math, and this really blows the mind of somebody like that. So they say, okay, two-digit number that ends in five? You say, yeah. They say, okay, how about 25? And so they write the problem the way that it normally is written. By the time they finish writing the problem, you should already know the answer, and they haven't even started figuring it out yet. Um, what's the answer An idea to this? of why we're concerned about cleanliness at this point in the process. These recording heads never touch the disc surface. Between the head and the surface of the disc is a thin layer of air measuring less than 50 millionths of an inch. Of course, once the 3330 is installed in a customer's computer site, there's no need for a dust-free room, since the machine is designed to purge itself of dust particles automatically. We are now in another testing area of the plant. What you're seeing is the 3330's control unit. This is the box that takes orders from the central processing unit, relays them to the reading and recording heads, and transfers data to the computer. Another thing this control unit can do is let the users link the database stored in the 3330 to two separate central processing units. Now I suppose you'd like to see what the 3330 looks like when all the modules are put together. So let's take a look at a demonstration of an industrial design model. Yeah, 625, because it's 2 times 3 is 625. So what you do to impress them is before they've even done anything, you tell them the answer. But you don't say it like this, 625. You have to have an attitude about it. You say it this way, 625. Like, come on, give me something tough. And they're going to look at you and they're going to think, get out of here. And then they're going to start 
going through and doing the problem the normal way, and then at the end, they get the same answer that you got. And they're going to look at you, I guarantee you, and they're going to say, how did you do that so fast? Okay. Back in 1956, when we pioneered disc stories with the RAM Act, we were very proud to have gotten 5 million characters stored on 50 discs. This single pack I'm holding with a dozen discs can store 100 million characters. Surge protector and a built-in filter to control uh, unwanted spikes or noise. To you just cable this back in the back end of your PC and you're ready to go. Everything plugs conveniently into Now, one of the, this tape cartridge backup, this is again an issue that people talk about. I would back up my files, especially when they're, they're 20, 30 <laughs> megabytes. And uh, How long does it take you to back up uh, this particular system? Uh, to back up 10 megabytes on our system takes about two and a half minutes in a file-by-file -file mode. Mm -hmm. So, okay. if you, and this is a 60 megabyte system, so you'd multiply by six. Six to have to do all that, which is about 15 minutes or okay. so. Now, what is it, in terms of the uh, from consumer standpoint, uh, an internally mounted drive versus externally mounted uh, subsystem, what is the price difference, just to give a comparison? Internal subsystem. In this room, as the new units are assembled, the module has its power turned on and the precision reading and recording heads are tested with the disc for the first time. Each module, like this one, has two drawers. Of course, when the unit's complete, the drawers will open automatically with the push of a button. But for now, I'll pull the drawer out manually. That's very impressive. Sometimes it gets so quiet when I get to the eye. Indigo and violet, those are a little more obscure. Red, orange, yellow, green, blue are very, you know, easy. Well, if you memorize this and you just practice it a few times, you would never forget it. And it may, there may be a, never be a time in your life where you need to know the seven colors of the rainbow, but if you ever do, now you know, okay? So that's a second one. And then my third example of acronyms, my favorite one ever, and other than one or two people in here who I know would remember this, everybody else would never know this, and that's because I made it up. So it's not in a book anywhere or whatever else, I made it up. And so I want to teach this to you backwards, and here's the way I'll say it. Um, several years ago, I had a student who came to me in a real panic. She said, I have a test next week, I have so much to memorize, I'm gonna forget a lot of it, can you help me? And I said, okay, what's the class? And when she told me, I got nervous for her. She said, it's anatomy. <clears throat> I don't know if you've ever taken anatomy. That's scary, okay? There's a lot of stuff to remember, and it just kills your brain trying to just memorize it. Um, I said, what part do you need help with in particular? She said, well, everything. But one thing that I'm especially worried about is this. My uh, teacher told us that one of the things we have to memorize for the test is the 10 organ systems in the human body. And I said, well, why are you worried about that more than some other things? She said, because of the way it's going to be asked. After midnight. And I said, we have an ended time of 1.18.55, which gives us a total elapsed time of 61 minutes and 50 seconds. As you can see, it took about one third of the time to run the same job stream on this Model 155. Of course, these timings apply only to this particular mix of jobs. System and processor throughput will vary in any computer installation, depending on customer applications, his job mix, his input-output equipment, and many other factors. 
This is one of the rooms we use in the manufacturing process, a dust-free assembly area. What you're seeing now is one of the modules that house two disc packs. A 3330 may have from one to four modules, depending on how much online storage... You know, would that have been, uh, let's say, typically a, a VAX uh, 750 type of operation? It's been a much larger computer in the past, and so now it's within the control of the individual. How is this going to affect the new computer industry? Well, they're going to have to move up. They're going to have to have more powerful machines to stay out of the way of the micro, super microcomputers that are moving up into their marketplace. So it's, you think it's more of, a, say, a business application than... I mean, would I, as a, say, as a home user, be interested in the semi-millionaire drive? Probably not. <laughs> okay. well, you know, uh, virtually anybody with that caliber of drive has some sort of business use for it. Mm -hmm. Bob, any, any idea where this all ends, though? It seems mass storage is like money. It doesn't matter how much you have. You always need some more, it, it seems. Uh, any idea where, where we can go in hard disk drive technology? There's, uh, there's really no limit. Uh, the rate of uh, change depends a lot on IBM. Uh, when IBM was selling 10 megabyte drives in the XT, that was the standard size. Now that IBM offers 20 and 30 meg in the AT, that's become the standard size. Now what, in general, how, uh, we hear a lot about optical storage, read-write technology and so forth. Uh, how does that affect the whole hard disk phenomenon in terms of magnetic storage versus optical and so forth? Well, the, the optical is going to be a wonderful backup medium for one application. Um, if you could do that, Boy, you're way better than I am, right? You could close your eyes. <clears throat> Look around, no, don't see one. Uh, you can't see this because there's no such thing as this. But when you use this method, you have to see something as a picture. So you're kind of stuck. This is easy, this is impossible. So what do you do? Well, an example is this. Can you get a picture of this in your mind? Yes, is it the same as that other word? No, but it's a play on words, which means a rhyming word, a word that sounds like another word. And again, I'm going to show you how this actually works in a minute, but that's an important part of this because if you can't see it in a picture, you can't do it with this method, okay? The A stands for action. And this is something that a lot of people never think about related to memory, but it's definitely true and I'm going to illustrate it. I want you to look up here, look for just a second at my hands, okay? Which one do you look at first? Yeah, this one, why? It's moving. Well, what's wrong with that one? It's just there, right? Is this more interesting than this? Well, if I did this for like 30 more seconds, you'd stop looking here. You'd think, man, that is boring. And then you'd look over here. But at first, your attention is drawn to something moving more than something that's standing still. So when you use this method, if you learn how to make it not like a photograph, just frozen in your mind, uh, you're going to remember more. People tend to forget things like that, but if it's like a video and there's movement involved, you tend to remember it more. It helps it stick in your mind. Okay, and then the C, I'm going to talk about for just a minute because it actually has two different meanings to it, both of these very uh, important to the success of this method. The first one is your vocabulary word for the day, and uh, if you already know that and use it in your vocabulary, great. If not, it's a really good word to start using in your spoken vocabulary and on paper. The word vivid means clear, but it means something more than that, and so what are a couple of other words you could use to describe vivid besides clear? 
visual as possible. Any others you can think of? Bright, bright is good too. Um, the word vivid in this case means uh, alive, in focus, bright, sharp, like that. And then here's my favorite thing, because everyone will understand this. Last semester, first time ever, it shows how life is changing. So I asked, what does vivid mean? Somebody said, bright, alive, in focus. And then one person raised their hand and they said, Oh yeah, Wiggle. We gotta remember Great Britain. God. Has anybody seen him lately? <laughs> yeah, I played yeah, uh, with him a couple days ago. Uh, Destiny. Uh, Alright, that was a positive. Uh, so, here tonight, talking about the clan, is me framed. We got Juice, Mark, Noodleman, Timbo Slice, and Diablo. <laughs> the leaders of the clan is <laughs> Frame, Frame, Juice, Said Mark. <laughs> Fuck you, Mark. Frank. Hey! <laughs> I was reading down Racist. the list. Just because I'm Canadian, eh? Frame, uh, <laughs> Juice, and Tim. Uh, so, yeah. Tim, uh, you've been replaced. Yeah, sorry, Tim. Apparently, time to hang up the colors. Bye, Tim. <laughs> Taking my talents oh. to South Beach. South Beach. The Bronx. Yeah, dude, he's trying to go surfing and shit. <laughs> I was thinking there was a bar by my house called South Beach. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't put it past me. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, uh, so the clan got started on Xbox 360 in 2002, roughly. By FM Virus and FM Original. Blur. Original, yeah. Original Xbox. Yeah, sorry. <coughs> original Xbox. It was on... Yeah. Halo Combat Evolved. It was, they used, what was it, Juice? Because you were there. This was going on, weren't you? We used, uh, Halo 2. 2? Yeah. Mm -hmm. and Halo yeah, 3. we played Halo 2. 
for a long ass time. Like even once Halo 3 came out, a lot of us still played Halo 2. Um, and then slowly switched to Halo 3. And then we kind of broke up after Halo 3. And then that was like when Reach came out and nobody really liked Reach. <laughs> At least none of the OG Halo players liked Reach. Um, <laughs> and then after that, uh, I kind of like got everything back together for Halo 4. Unfortunately, there was a big fallout. I uh, had some problems with the old clan members, or clan leaders, not Juice, because he's still here today. Oh, whoa, 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 man. I joined before the fallout. Did you? Oh, you did, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, you did. You swooped me up like three months before the fallout. That's true. Yeah, lucky you. You were there for that. <laughs> FM yeah. silence. Yeah. FM no mic. All right, then. Yeah, yeah well, that's at first, oh, but, you yeah. know, one of the... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Older members was like, if you don't get a mic in 24 hours, <laughs> you're out. I don't even care. I'm disbanding you. Like, so you know, went to Walmart, swooped up a quick $30 headpiece, and okay. So then Noodle got uh, recruited, and then we had the falling out with some of the old leaders. Bunch of stupid drama. Don't want to get into that really. <laughs> <laughs> And then, so that's when uh, I stepped up. Juice asked me if I wanted to be a leader. And then also, uh, Burnt, also known as Godly. Mr. changed his name every single day. Right. Uh, Mr. That's the one that told me I needed to get a mic or get yeah. lost. <laughs> Definitely Burnt. <laughs> <personality. laughs> 
so yeah, we were in, uh, we were leaders uh, for a while, and then when Xbox One came out, I guess it wasn't right when Xbox One came out. It was. It was actually that's the uh, how you guys kind of pushed out of it all. It was you were like, hey, no, we're all it was a little after. after. It was a little after cause because I had Jews yeah, bought had one Xbox initially, one and then I ended up selling it. Yeah, and then I rebought one. That was uh, a little bit after. I think it, well, that was like 2015 when we finally switched over to Xbox One. Yeah, something like that. And we brought it was Juice framed, burnt, and Tim. And once we moved over, we moved Tim oh, yeah, up right. um, as as a leader to make it four, since we were the four oldest oldest members of the clan. And that's how we want to start fresh for on it. I just ignored it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah, wanted the other. <laughs> The so funny part is that's not even remotely, home. that's not even remotely offensive considering, like, all the messages I send out. I send out prob like, when I'm recruiting, I send out probably 200 a day. And oh, get, well, like, maybe funny. three or four responses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so yeah, it's about some of the members that are in here. Uh, current things going on, uh, like we've kind of mentioned, we are moving to Battlefield 1. It comes out Tuesday? Is that what it was? Tuesday? Well, if you pre-order it, it yeah, comes out Tuesday, Tuesday October 18th and for the early release, otherwise it comes out the 21st. And for everybody in here that's not a leader, um, you guys don't know, but we, the Juice has been redoing the website. Is that coming out Tuesday or whenever you're done? <laughs> you know what? I'm done. Never redoing the website again. This is the second time <laughs> that you've ruined the surprise. <laughs> I mean, I, I kind of wow. I went there. And noticed I've been holding it in so long. I'm a You're welcome. Of you. uh, so yeah, so something we're adding to the website it is a member spotlight. Oh, okay, gotcha. So it's going to be actually you guys got it in, the, in a chat earlier uh, for a question idea. Yeah. But we're going to do a yeah, every month we're going to pick a random member. Uh, they're going to answer some questions if they want to, and then. That'll be on the website. Website, just kind of who they are, what games they like, some weird questions, and then there's also going to be a featured clip of theirs on the website as well. And I have to say, the clip for Noodles is pretty fucking sweet. It's savage. Yeah. <laughs> he said it more. So let's see how it all happens. A continuous train right here helps make high-performance printing possible. We have over here an extra train that we can use to show what's happening inside the printer. The train has nine complete sets of 48 characters. The print hammer is pushed against the desired character at a very high speed. The trick is to push the right character against the paper and then get the hammer out of the way fast. This is quite an engineering feat, considering that the train is traveling over 200 inches per second and the paper is moving at speeds up to 90 inches a second. The 3211 is the fastest printer IBM has ever made. The lines come out even and the printing is clear. 
even on multiple copies. We know the 3211 will be a valuable aid to the System 370 and System 360 data processing manager. The typical DP installation is faced with a growing list of reports and other printed material that must be delivered to many other departments. This new unit is a big step toward increasing an installation's throughput, and that's one of the key measures of a computer's effectiveness. Thank you for letting me show it to you.